0: Welcome to Starting the Conversation, the podcast which uncovers what it really looks like to run a business, show up online and do your own thing. If we haven't been introduced before, hello my name's Alice, I'm a digital marketing coach based in the UK and I'm also the host of this podcast. There's nothing I enjoy more than talking about the unspoken sides of being an entrepreneur and sitting down in conversation with others who get it. We all know how running a business and being self-employed can very often be a lonely and consuming experience, so it's my intention that these episodes bring a bit of encouragement and community to what you're doing. In today's episode, I'm sitting down with photographer, podcaster, and membership leader Anna Dunleavy to uncover her experience of taking her business full-time. So if you're ready to find out just what the behind the scenes of taking a leap looks like, discover what Anna's learned along the way, and be reminded just how powerful community can be, then keep on listening. Well, welcome back to the podcast and welcome to episode number 61 of Starting the Conversation. If you're listening to this around the time that it's coming out, we've just had a lovely bank holiday weekend. I know that for a lot of us, uh, myself included, I'm either always forgetting there's a bank holiday or I'm just not being able to take time off because things feel really busy. But whatever yours look like, I hope you managed to take a bit of time to rest and stop and relax. If you're listening to this in the future, then the last 20 seconds was just completely irrelevant to you. But I also hope that you're doing well as well. Now, before we dive into today's episode, I've just got a tiny bit of admin slash self-promotion to do. I mean, just call it what it is, right? Um, but it doesn't feel like self-promotion because it's just something that I can't quite believe that I'm sharing. If you've been a long-time listener of this podcast or you follow me over on Instagram, you'll know that late last year, I launched a workshop retreat for female entrepreneurs called Gather and Grow. It was an absolutely terrifying launch, but it was really exciting. And up until a couple of weeks ago, I had no clue if it was actually something that was going to work. And then we hosted the retreat in May. And let me tell you, best week ever. Absolutely bloody loved it. It was the most incredible thing. I can't quite put into words how impactful just being in an intentional space with so many other brilliant female business owners was and I loved it so much that the second I left I was like cool let's do another one this year so I can't quite believe I'm saying this because it feels like yesterday that I was promoting the first one But spaces are now open for October's Gather and Grow Retreat. If you're not familiar with what Gather and Grow is, it's a workshop retreat for female entrepreneurs and it's all about blending expertise, community and space to leave you feeling connected to the heart of what you do and ready to level up your business. Now, up until a few weeks ago, those were all empty promises because I had absolutely no clue if it was actually going to work. But I can confirm, having now done one, That does actually happen. Everyone left with the most exciting ideas for their businesses. Everyone left with such clarity, so many brilliant, you know, such a brilliant community that they just learnt with. It was just amazing. So 7th to the 10th of October is when the next one is. It's gonna be very similar to the last one because if it ain't broke, don't fix it um but yeah, spaces are now open so I'll leave a link in the show notes but you can find out more by just heading to my Instagram clicking the link in my bio or just going to alicebenham.co.uk forward slash retreat nice and simple but I'm so excited so if you're listening to this in the future future it's probably already happened or it's full but if you listen to this now go and check it out because I would love to see you there but anyway, let's get into today's episode now that I've promoted myself and told you about the things that you need to look at. Let's get into this episode because it's one that I'm really excited to share. Now, you'll already heard from the intro and also from the title that today's guest is Anna Dunleavy. Now, Anna is an absolutely brilliant woman. She is the definition of a multi-hyphenate. She is a wedding photographer, she is a personal branding photographer, she's a podcast host and she's also the lady behind the Fearless Members Club which is a community and membership platform especially for creative female entrepreneurs. Now I was really keen when I knew that I was getting Anna on this podcast to have a chat about what it looked like for her to go from working full-time and having these multiple businesses as a side hustle to suddenly going full-time with big self-employed and doing her own thing it's an incredibly exciting transition but i know from personal experience of speaking to a lot of friends or clients who have done the same it can also be a really difficult one so when i knew that anna was coming on the podcast i really wanted to dive into her experience of that we had a really honest conversation about what it's really looked like for her to go from running her business as a side hustle to now going into it full time We discussed what prompted her to make that transition, the struggles that she faced along the way, the unexpected challenges that she had to start working through and is still working through of time management and creating work-life balance. We talked about what it looks like to run a full-time business when you're also a mum. And a big thing that we talked about within this episode was the power of community. Now, if you've ever listened to this podcast before, you'll have probably heard me bang on about how powerful I think community can be. But it's so true. And it's something that is really at the heart of Anna's business and she has found so beneficial as she's made that transition and begun to grow her business as she is full-time. So I can't wait to share this episode with you. I will just mention it was recorded back in January so some of the things that we're talking about like me launching the first retreat and her launching the first round of her membership is now slightly dated but I'm so excited to tell you that the second round of Anna's membership is almost open. So once you've listened to this episode and realised how fantastic Anna is be sure to head to the show notes and find the link so that you can find out more about her membership and join the waitlist because doors are opening soon and I wouldn't want you to miss out. So you can go and join the waitlist and find out more about that. But without further ado, that is my intro over, possibly the longest one I've done in a while. Let's get into it. Here is mine and Anna's conversation. So starting with the classic question, can you give people an introduction to who you are and what you do if they don't already know you?
1: Yeah, sure. So my name is Anna and I'm predominantly a wedding photographer. Um, That's kind of my main full time job now, I guess. And I also do personal branding photography. So I shoot um, kind of headshots, but also any kind of lifestyle images for Mm -hmm. small businesses, particularly like the creative kind of side, creative industry um and I also run a podcast I sometimes forget to mention that <laughs> it's another <laughs> so, thing yeah so I do that um and I've also recently launched a membership for female creatives as well so it's like a three month membership where we have um two monthly expert guests that come in and talk about different topics like goal planning and marketing and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so that's just kind of yeah yeah, yeah yeah I'm kind of at the beginning stages of yeah. that so yeah
0: very multifaceted then I guess so I, it,
1: I didn't quite expect it to be that way but I guess <laughs> it's gonna happen. Um, it did I think as soon as I started doing more weddings I realized that I didn't want to just put myself in that one little box yeah and I needed because obviously when I had a, for, a different full-time job and I was shooting weddings uh, mm. on the side I was working two different jobs and I feel like when I then yeah. moved into weddings full-time I felt like I needed something else yeah to keep me going, and yeah, yeah, I just wanted to do different things, I guess, and for a long time, I felt really bad about that, actually, in the sense really? that I thought I needed to concentrate on the one thing and be, yeah. like, a master of that one thing, as yeah. opposed to a jack-of-all-trades. Really have a niche, isn't it? It's the big phrase. Yeah, but at the same time, there's so many people that I really admire who do those, kind of, you know, yeah. have those careers where they do all sorts of different things, and I think That's fine. Yeah. I don't need to. No, I love that. I totally agree.
0: And I guess rewinding on your story a bit. So you were full-time with like a typical fully employed job. Yeah. And then you transitioned to full-time with your business, which before that was a side hustle. So that was back in April of last year. What did that transition look like? Was there something that really made you think, okay, I think I'm ready to make that leap? Or was it a bit of a like, I'm just going to have to try and see?
1: Yeah. So... I'd been doing photography for maybe the last five years or so. um, And at the beginning, you know, I didn't do that much. It was very much like beginning stages and I was still learning and stuff. And then I think I shot my first solo wedding two years ago. And at that point, I knew that I wanted to make it my full-time thing. Yeah. Um, But I didn't have enough booking. So it was that kind of tricky Mm. time period where I had to have a full time job to kind of pay bills. And you've got like a family and a child and like a house so it's not just like,
0: it's not not personal risk is it? It's so much more as reliant on that. uh, Well
1: I I had to make sure that I had enough money coming in essentially. I couldn't have Mm. just quit my job and then see where it kind of (laughs) went because it just wouldn't have worked. So, Mm. um, So yeah, so I was working full time and then the wedding side of things started to pick up and with the few weddings that I did shoot, and I think it was two thousand and sixteen. Um, I then managed to get enough bookings for two thousand and seventeen. To then, no, I'm talking about the wrong years here. <laughs> twenty seventeen. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm getting confused. Yeah, so two thousand and eighteen, I had plenty of bookings. Mm. Actually, no. So two thousand and seventeen, I had twenty bookings booked in, okay. but I still continued to work full time. Wow. And that, that How was, was that. Big, it was a big commitment and. Many, many evenings spent editing. Because um, you
0: were, I'm assuming,
1: working Monday to Friday, and then your weddings are typically weekend. Yeah, so that was pretty much my setup, yeah. So, um, obviously, it wasn't every weekend, but then I had, so my packages include engagement shoots as well. Uh huh. So that doubles. <laughs> obviously, engagement shoots are nowhere near as, as kind yeah. of um, long as, as a full wedding, mm. but it's still it's scheduling that event. time, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I so 20 weddings alongside the full time job, but I knew then from the year next, from the year, well, 2018, I would then be mm. looking to go full time. Wow. Um. How did that feel? <laughs> was it like
0: an exciting moment? Because it had always been something that you were always <clears throat> wanting to do, was to take it full time.
1: Yeah, it was really exciting. At the same time, I was questioning whether it was the right choice. Um, I think growing up, I always thought I'd be in a job that was, you know, I'd work for somewhere like Boots or Experian and I'd do a graduate uh, job and then kind of move through the ranks that way. Mm. And I think that was always something that I thought I would be doing. So it took a lot of kind of mindset shift, I think, to get in the zone of actually, no, I'm going to run my own business and just do my own thing. And something that's not... I don't know it's a weird one but I think at school you are made to think that you should get a job like a, you know a profession of yeah. some kind and I think that's how I always felt yeah so it was a big a big thing I think just to shift that and yeah and just yeah be, be okay with with doing something else creative because mm, you mentioned in there kind of a mindset shift that that brought into
0: you because I can imagine as you kind of said you know you'd always had this concept that to work was to have a nine-to-five to have a career yeah, to have a security guy, to then transition from you know having a side hustle which pretty much was a full-time job alongside a full-time yeah, job yeah. into being like okay now I'm a business owner I'm fully reliant on this business that I've built what did that transition look like because I can't even imagine how many things about your lifestyle mm. and the way that you lead your life and the way that you feel about your life changes within that.
1: So my old job, actually I worked from home so that was a big bonus but I still, so I I worked from, I mean my hours changed over time but the last kind of few months I worked from 7 to 3 and that really Mm -hmm. fitted around with like school pickups and stuff Um, but I needed to be at the desk. So it was still very structured in that sense, but I didn't have to go and commute to work. So at least... That cuts out
0: some of the kind of, oh, this is so different. Yeah, so
1: so I was still at home. So I was very used to working from home and working on my own. So I guess that Mm -hmm. was a big plus and a big kind of benefit because I didn't have to then all of a sudden get used to going from an office to working from home on your own. Mm -hmm. Because I know a lot of people struggle with that, actually. Even a few of my friends who now organise like co-working days in town, just so that they're not on their own all mm. week essentially um so that was a massive help I think and then um I've lost my train of thought <laughs> <laughs> in terms of changing
0: your lifestyle I guess from because I can imagine one of the biggest differences although you were working from home was that your schedule and your daily kind of task was somewhat given to you by someone else yeah Whereas absolutely. when you become self-employed I remember mm-hmm. I had this moment when I was like I didn't have anything to do all day and I was like there's nobody to ask what to do like I am my own boss and I have to decide that how was that transition in terms of like actually although you were still working from home
1: what you did and when you did it was completely up to you so I started so I went full-time in April and actually so that was just after the Easter break and it kind of just worked out that I had quite a few weddings in April already so I kind of hit the ground running and I had A lot of work on then anyway because it's how I'd shoot the weddings and then I had the editing to do and then all the kind of admin and emailing and stuff that I needed to do so I guess that dictated itself in a way because I just had to get those things done yeah quite nice in
0: a way probably that yes so I suppose I didn't have to kind of
1: yeah and I didn't have to kind of wonder about you know what it is that I need to be doing next Mm. but obviously there's a ton of stuff that comes with things like marketing and or accounting or all of these different things that obviously I was doing before but because it was a side hustle it wasn't like my main focus I guess Mm. so um I think planning my time is probably that's the one thing I'm still struggling with Mm. and and finding little pockets within the day where I know I'm not as productive um, so kind of scheduling my work around that, I guess. Yeah. That's something I'm really struggling with. Um, still to this day, actually, <laughs> it's almost a year and I'm still trying to figure it out because I kind of tend to just push through and sit mm-hmm. at the desk and think, I'll oh, just get this one last thing finished. Yeah. Knowing that I'm procrastinating for half of the, that time yeah. and spending probably twice as long as I should be.
0: Yeah. Cause one of the things that really fascinates me about people that have side hustles is that I genuinely believe they're some of the most efficient and productive people out there. You've because got to when be. you've not got like, yeah. you were having a full-time job, you also had a child, which yeah. I can't relate to, I can imagine it's a lot of work, yeah. and you had what was pretty much a full-time side hustle. So I think often when you're like, you've got no choice but to fit it into that time, you just do. Yeah. You look at people that have side hustles and almost envy how efficient they are with their time, because I think when you've got all the time in the world, tasks take you as long as you give them, and it's so easy to sit at your desk for half a day and be like, well, what? I've sent three emails and put an Instagram post yes, out. Is it? Did you find that a big transition in terms of actually still being as efficient as you were in your side business? Yeah,
1: the, the efficiency has definitely dropped. So that's, that. <laughs> I guess, that productivity is, is questionable at times, I think. I think it's natural, though. It is, and I think that's the, that's the thing. that That's exactly how I was in my normal full-time job, is that you'd go through patches during the day where... Mm. You know, you've just had lunch and you felt like you needed a nap as opposed to being sat at the computer working. Yeah. So it, it, I guess, in that sense, it is natural and I think it's to be expected. Mm -hmm. But it's just, yes, but when you do run a side hustle, you've got to be on Mm -hmm. top of everything because as soon as you let go, you're yeah going to be struggling massively. Yeah. And if
0: you don't get it done tonight, you can't get it done tomorrow because tomorrow's Monday and you've got exactly job. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, a lot mm. of my
1: editing was done in the evenings and stuff and I just had to do it. I just had to sit there at the computer till like 11 o'clock yeah. at night. And I'm so... I've kind of forgotten how many evenings I used to spend mm. doing that. And now I take my free evenings for granted a little yeah. bit, I think.
0: because I guess as much as almost what I said just then was, you know, the fact that having a side hustle makes you really objective and it's positive in that way. I can imagine when your side hustle is so busy, that feeling of, you know, I have to do this tonight, otherwise it's not going to get done, doesn't give you the lifestyle that you run your own business to create. So on the flip side of that, the fact that maybe now you might feel a bit less efficient or a bit less productive, you're creating a lifestyle that for you, I'm assuming upon you here, (laughs) is a lot more like what you want your life to be like. You can take
1: evenings off and things don't have to get done the second you've got a free minute. Absolutely. And I remember when I was working my full-time job, not being able to maybe make um like performances at school for my son that mm. I knew I really wanted to make a priority. Just being there for him I guess. Yeah. Like when I needed to be, sometimes that wasn't as flexible as my old job was. It wasn't mm. that wasn't the case. So that was a massive thing for me. But also yeah, just being able to pop out into town if I needed to during the day, during the yeah. week. It's, it's, isn't it life changing? Um, yeah, I've felt like such a luxury. And, and you're um, in Tesco
0: and you're like, why are you all not at work every day on a Tuesday? Like, I know why I'm not. Yeah, life, but
1: exactly. What are you doing here? Exactly. And just being able to pop into the shop after the school run or whatever and just mm. not having to rush. Yeah, it's that freedom, isn't it? Someone's just as valuable as. Massively, yeah, that is definitely something I was kind of striving towards that I've I've really wanted in my life, Mm -hmm. and and that just that flexibility of being able to take the day off or go and meet a friend and catch up during the Mm -hmm. week and not have to wait until the evening and try and kind of fit it in around other stuff in the evening. And yeah, no, it's definitely been, I certainly wouldn't go back, let's put it (laughs) that way. Well, it's (laughs) a good place if you don't
0: (laughs) don't regret it, but kind of talking, I guess, about the lifestyle side of being full-time in your business, I can imagine something that's probably been a transition for you is figuring out a work-life balance because when you have full autonomy over when you work, how mm. you work, what you're working on, it can be really easy for the lines to get blurred, particularly when you work from home. Yeah. And your yeah. business, you know, I think some people do set themselves hours of like, you know, I work on my business nine to five, but I can imagine for you because you're talking about actually for you it's a real piece of freedom to be able to leave in the day or see mm. friends when you would have been working. It probably looks slightly different for you.
1: For the most part I try and keep it to a regular kind of Mm. working hours which kind of works and kind of doesn't. It's one of those things that for the most part during the week if I've got a lot of stuff on I do tend to get to my desk at about seven maybe. I still have to do the school run so I have to come out for a little bit Mm. but then I get back to my desk and I'm there till three usually. Yeah. Um, Which is a good thing and a bad thing because (laughs) I don't I feel like I don't give myself enough time off sometimes mm. so I do still have that mentality of well I've, I should be at my desk because it's Monday or it's Tuesday yes. but actually I work weekends because of weddings so mm. I technically should be taking another day <laughs> yeah. off in if you had a full-time job you'd get like a you, day you would do wouldn't you yeah and I, and I don't give permission to myself for that mm. sometimes so I think it's just yeah it's it's hard, I think, to yeah. sometimes, uh, I don't
0: know, yeah. I think it's something I don't think anyone's ever figured it out. That concept of giving yourself permission and feeling like you don't have those shoulds. Because I think should's such a like horrible word that I think we lay on ourselves because we see, you know, other people work Monday to Friday or other people are working whilst we're sat watching Netflix.
1: I think you've grown up in a system, that, but that's the thing. I think it goes back to like the way... At least I think that's how I view it. The way the school system prepares you for w- mm. a work life is that you are going to be working 9 to 5 for yeah. most jobs. Obviously, some require different hours, but that's kind of just what's expected. And so mm. we don't question that as like young kids, I guess. Yeah. You don't really... Yeah, you don't question it because it's just that's just what you think is going to happen. So yes. that's, that's exactly what I thought was going to be happening with me. Mm. And it just didn't kind of work out <laughs> that way. Is there anything that's really helped
0: you since you became full-time with your business in terms of pursuing that, I guess, slightly elusive work-life balance, which I think we're all slightly working on in some way?
1: Um, I guess it's just every now and then I just have to remind myself that actually I can just take time off and yeah. just kind of or I talk, talk to friends and say I'm feeling really overwhelmed and stressed out and then they just turn around and say well you really just need to <laughs> take a day off <laughs> so I guess yeah it's just reminding myself that actually I'm in full control and I can just do that if I need to yeah and the work will always be there is something that a friend of mine has always said mm-hmm. and it's so true yeah. Because it, it's not going anywhere and unless you've got like a very strict client deadline, it's fine if you take that day off if you're really feeling rubbish. Mm. Um, so it's, yeah. Easier said than done though, isn't it? <laughs> well, this is it, this is it. So I'm quite strict with myself so I think that's the thing, it's just learning to let go of a little bit, I think. It's mm. so a balance, then... isn't it? Because in one way you've got to
0: be your own boss set your own boundaries and sometimes make yourself work when you don't necessarily want to but on the other hand know when you need to give yourself that permission just to take a rest and slow down yeah Yeah. because the reality is we we pursued our own businesses because that was a lifestyle we wanted and it's very funny that we do it and then somehow are still (laughs) subscribing to the fact that we should or you know yeah it's it's
1: it's yeah it's ridiculous really but it's just how it's been Mm. yeah i feel like it is all kind of mindset (laughs) i feel like i need to Just, yeah, learn to let go a little bit and and allow myself to have that time off. And I think, especially when when you've had a bit of time off, like over Christmas or Easter or whatever, Mm. if you do take time off or holidays, it is a little bit, it is tough to get back into the swing of things, I think. Mm. So yeah there is that balance it's of being kind to yourself yeah like, yeah but also sometimes you do need to just be like yeah actually, kick yourself I need the to, arse a little bit <laughs> be like, I need to get on with this now yeah yeah and I know for
0: you a huge part of your business and a huge part that I think for you has made your business um I guess as joyful as it is is engaging yourself in community so I know that you run like meetups for people in your local community you're running your own businesses like where did that start did you start that when it was a side hustle is that something that you've started doing since you were full-time
1: Yes, yeah, so I remember I think I organized the first meetup um whilst I was still full-time so mm-hmm. it was something that I'd wanted to do for a while and I thought I'd just give it a go and see how it goes and I think yeah. it was an evening meetup then because obviously that was the only time I could actually do mm-hmm. do it um I couldn't meet in the week um Yeah, so I organised a couple, I think, before I went full-time and then from going full-time in April, I've been organising it, kind of running it every single month because I
0: can. (laughs) You get amazing feedback from those, don't you? Yeah, to be fair,
1: it's been been really lovely and we've got a lot of people that come back every month um, and they're kind of regulars um, and it's so nice to just see those people again and Mm. just catch up on how they've been doing and this past month well this last one we did we had like a mini goal set, a planning session oh, so I that was like quite that. nice and everyone shared their like big kind of scary go- yeah. goals which I think it, I could tell was really hard for people to share mm. and that was a really interesting thing actually to witness yeah. because I knew that it was I always felt that way that actually sharing that big goal with someone was really mm. tough and I don't know Yeah, I was always quite shy to do that and I could tell that actually it wasn't just me Yeah. <laughs> that everybody else felt the same that there yeah, were a little it makes bit such a difference, apprehensive yeah. it? knowing that you're not the only one
0: whether it's you know you're not the only one that struggles with that thing or you're not the only one that's had a difficult client or not the only yeah, one who's worrying about yeah, money yeah. it's almost just a complete weight off your shoulders second you're in community because you realise oh okay I'm not alone in this and there's other people that I can ask or bounce ideas off of and I don't know definitely in my business it's been the biggest thing that's made a difference it's not been any form of you know huge investment with money or any big coaching or anything like that it's just been finding people who get it yeah
1: totally totally and 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 the group um the meetups like definitely they just keep me motivated and I think every single time I come out that um kind of morning of just chatting with everybody else I feel so just kind of pumped up to and ready kind of for the month ahead which is a really lovely way to kind Mm. of start the month and then yeah, and then, and then we kind of keep in touch on in a Facebook group as, as well. So if anybody is actually struggling with something, they kind of share that within the group. And it's been massively helpful. I, I can't mm-hmm. really, yeah, I can't put kind of value on it. Yeah. It's, it's been invaluable. It's been yeah. amazing.
0: It makes yeah. such a difference, doesn't it? And I think it helps you as the business owner to find just that bigger element of joy in what you do. Yeah. Because when you've constantly got your head down and you're in the everyday and you're working and working and working, it can be so hard to just stop and almost for other people to say, oh, you did a really good job at that, or yeah. you should celebrate yeah. that. It's almost yeah. so, it brings such a nice element to running a business that often you don't have when you're just, you have your head down. Well, no, you don't, you because do. it,
1: if you work in an office, obviously you've got other people to kind of bounce mm. ideas off of and and celebrate if you've got, you know, like yeah. achievements that you, you're proud of. But actually you're right that, you know... That having that community allows you to do that um mm. yeah it's been it's been massively helpful and I think I would have struggled actually last summer when I had quite a few weddings on and I was feeling really overwhelmed I remember going to one mm. of the meetups and just saying I'm feeling really rubbish yeah. and it's it's really affected me and everybody was just so great and just kind of talking me through it and just saying to just be a bit more kind to myself and stuff and sometimes I just need to hear that from somebody else yes so for them to almost give you that permission to just like yeah "Yeah, actually I do need to slow down because it's gonna end badly yeah and something Um, I
0: think that's so exciting about the way kind of the small business industry is going at the moment is that community is becoming such a bigger thing whether it's with people like yourselves bringing up kind of membership groups or membership platforms or even just how many ways there are you know completely online without even leaving your house to Connect with people who get what you do and have that support. Yeah. So obviously for you, which I love, you you were like, I need community, so you started your own. Which It's <laughs> yeah. pretty brave. I'm not sure everyone. Wants I know, to know. I
1: don't really know how I. I I don't know what I was thinking at the time, but I just thought I'd just bring a few people together because I think it would be a nice thing to do. Yeah. And then from then on, because it, it was kind of like a mixed group to begin with, and then I decided that I really wanted to focus on the female kind of side because I felt like. It would create a really kind of safe environment for everyone mm. um, just to share yeah. any kind of issues they might be having or just chat about stuff like exercise or whatever. And we yeah. <laughs> we sometimes do and it's actually quite nice and really motivational. So, mm. But I guess for people listening, if they're not
0: as brave as you were last year <laughs> and starting their own, yeah, even just like a quick Google search or, you know, an Instagram story to say, does anyone know of anything? There is so much out yeah, there, isn't there? There is. Whether it's paid or not ways that people can get in community and find those people and i think once you've made that first move it becomes far more organic i think i was in a position where i was like i want to be in community but i don't want to be a weirdo that messages people on instagram is like do you want to be my work friend like it just that just didn't feel like something i was okay to do but the second that i got in some facebook groups and began meeting people it just kind of naturally takes off and you you realize i'm surrounded by people now that get what i do
1: yeah and i think on instagram as well you do tend to create community if you do engage with people you do mm-hmm. automatically kind of get to know each other a little bit so that when you do meet actually it doesn't feel like you're just a complete yeah. random stranger so actually it helps massively but I think what I would say is like even in Nottingham since organizing my own meetup I've come to know maybe are three or four different ones mm. that are organized locally um, just within the city and obviously there's going to be loads more all around the country yeah and that, yeah i, I see it a lot in bristol and brighton there seem to be yeah, a really like hubs, good there? yeah there's yeah. like none where i live that's why i'm uh. the all online ones <laughs> because it's just like dead no but that's the thing online community is, is huge and i think mm-hmm. i've come to know so many people on instagram yeah that it's like it's so odd isn't it my friend's it always yeah, like
0: is. is that an instagram friend and i'm like <laughs> they're just a friend and they're like no it's an instagram friend that's weird or when i get to meet people that I've met on Instagram, whether it's like for dinner or a podcast recording, they always make fun of me and go, Are you going to Instagram meetup? Like as if we organise like these like gang meetups <laughs> where we all hang out. But I think when you're in it and when you see what that community is like, you just realise it's such a special thing.
1: Yeah. And also, let's think about it. If we were running our own businesses twenty years ago, which mm. probably a lot of our business wouldn't be viable yeah, right exactly it's okay. this is it and even like wedding photography I definitely would not have been able to get the amount of bookings I got mm-hmm. in the space that I did if it wasn't for for Instagram and, and that yeah. online community because people I'd get to know other photographers and stuff and they would recommend me or mm-hmm. whatever or, or even other like wedding suppliers yeah and that was all done online that literally you mm-hmm. know So, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have been able to actually.
0: Yeah, and I'm really glad you mentioned that because I think sometimes community can be seen as something you do for yourself, almost as like a self care thing. But similar to you, I've definitely seen in my business that community has made me sales and made me money and grown my business, I guess, financially and in the typical sense of success because the more people you know, the more connected you are. And I think, particularly when it comes to small businesses, when you're connected and when you know the right people that's the biggest thing that makes a difference in your business people love to
1: recommend as well Mm. so if they know you and then their friend is looking for somebody to do their social media or whatever it might be um they are you know more than happy to recommend because they know you then Mm. and and they they feel confident in recommending you Mm. so massive. yeah it, it it has so many benefits it's kind of yeah And I always say to people, and they're like, "I'm
0: thinking about like one of my intentions for this year to be like making more work friends." And I'm like, "Don't even think about it. Like, just do it. Do it because it really does make the biggest difference." And it's amazing these days how easy it is to do, Um, which obviously you've begun to do. Kind of within, is it the fearless?
1: So collect collective that's it I always get people's <laughs>
0: names wrong and then they're like pretty offended <laughs> um what did that look like because obviously you'd been doing the free meetups yeah and then you decided well tell me more about that kind of process
1: yeah so the membership was an idea that I had like quite a few months ago but it was something that I kept putting off actually mm-hmm. um because I wasn't sure how to do it and whether people would be interested and actually funnily enough I had a kind of coaching call recorded for a podcast with kate ferris yeah yeah uh, a while back and we she kind of helped me kind of map it out a little bit and go through the motions of what i'd need to do um how i'd need to market it and stuff and It's kind of happening now, so I'm really Mm. pleased I've done it, but I know that I could have done the marketing side of things a little bit better, so like content creation in the lead up to it and Mm. that entire launch period, I think I know that I could have done it better Yeah. and I could have put more stuff out there, but it's, you know, life gets in the way sometimes and it's, it's hard, as much as you want to plan everything and do as much as you possibly can it, it's just not possible sometimes and yeah you've got to be okay with that I yeah think.
0: and it's totally better to do it learn something from it figure out what didn't didn't work and then do it again than yeah just let the fear stop you from like never doing it well because this is it yeah this it's is so it. easy to be paralyzed by the you know what ifs what yeah. if it doesn't work what yeah. if i lose money what if people think i'm stupid yeah but the reality is like you never answer those questions unless you try
1: yeah and i think it's funny but for the most part you know people react well if you do have a you know even if it's a small community that was another thing I was worried about that is that my um non-wedding uh Instagram account doesn't actually have that many followers and stuff so mm. my community is still relatively small um mm. in terms of that so that was another thing that I was worried about do I need to build that first before I yeah. can actually launch but as you say I think it's sometimes better just to go Small first mm-hmm. and see how it goes, and then you can learn from it. and I think the just the experience of actually doing something like that, um, it's going to teach me a lot. So,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. You. I don't actually know when this episode's going out, but I'm assuming it'll probably be when you're because it's 90 days, isn't it? That your community has come yeah, yeah. So, I'm assuming it'll be near the end of that, so then yeah. people can go and find out from you, yeah, went, yeah. How and how I'm,
1: I'm, I'm hoping to write some blog posts about the whole process actually, and things like it not selling a load of spaces Mm. i think that's something that's hard to talk about yeah but actually at the early kind of stages of the launch i knew that it wasn't going to be a huge kind of hundreds of people signing up and Mm. i've made my peace with that yeah i think it was hard to begin with but actually i realized that as long as i kind of cover costs and stuff Mm -hmm. then it's just a learning experience and i can i'll get so much from it i think um and it's almost
0: I guess slightly negative flip side of community and obviously it's not the right community if it's doing this can be that you're really exposed to everyone else's businesses and you're constantly looking at what everyone else is doing and how successful it looks. So it can be really hard. I think that adds to the angst of launching something because you've not just got the expectation you put on yourself but you're adding to it the fact that well, X, Y, and Z did a similar thing, and there's supposedly has hundreds of people in it, and they're yeah. making thousands of it, so therefore I should too?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, and the, I did the that exact yeah. thing. So I'd look at other memberships, there's a couple that I'm kind of familiar with, um, and I would look at the n- number of members they had and stuff, and it was, you know, I, I love a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> and then you do think it's kind of like, is that a failure, but actually you've got to appreciate what you've got I think yeah and Kate Ferris talked about it a little bit as well she wrote a really good blog post about a course of hers technically failing but it it, it wasn't really a failure so people still signed up but it wasn't a sellout yeah she didn't get the you know kind of a number of people that she really wanted to get Mm. um but she learned a lot from it and she said the less people were interested the more she felt herself kind of retracting and not Talking about it, yeah, and I think that's quite easy to do as well. And I think Mm. I've had a bit of a battle with that, kind of pushing yourself out there constantly during that launch period is tough. And I know you've been through it just now. Oh my gosh, I could literally a
0: whole episode being recorded next week when we're recording this, which is early Jan, basically all about the behind the scenes of a launch. Because something I'm so conscious of is that probably to everyone else, and I would say the same about your launch. It looks so amorous and you think yeah. oh my gosh they're so successful they should be, they're so proud of themselves not proud of themselves in a negative way like, but, like they yeah. should be so yeah. proud themselves. Yeah. look at what they've done but the second that I started launching my own things I was like bloody hell this is hard yeah like it's, it's hard a lot of work and to yeah. have done that yourself like nine months into a full-time business to have launched something which didn't you know to a business coach maybe wouldn't have made sense with what you're already doing but find success in that is an amazing thing
1: yeah I guess so but I think I think just putting yourself out there for me mentally or emotionally has been quite tough because if there's no pressure to like talk about certain things then I'm happy to do it but as soon as that pressure is there because you're launching something yeah it's like you shut down and it's just all of a sudden like oh I can't do this yeah you do yeah so I just
0: had the launch of Gather and Grow last week and it got like within the first hour I think there was like three sales and I lost my mind I was like oh my gosh amazing And then there wasn't any more the rest of the day. And I was like, no one cares. These are the only three people that are coming. And then over the the next couple of days, it's at a point where it's now like half booked. Amazing. But again, you kind of need another person to be like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Because when you're in it yourself, it's very easy to be like, maybe they were the only six people that wanted to come. Maybe it's never going to work. Maybe I'm going to lose all that money. So it's almost that community or just having someone else there makes such a difference because you're able to be like, okay, maybe this is something to celebrate.
1: And... I'm being a bit hard on myself. Yeah, absolutely. You've got to look at it from the point of view of, yeah, you're halfway full already. Mm-hmm. And it's only a week,
0: only a week in. But how funny, the because I know exactly the way that I would look at someone else who's just launched. Well, this is I it, worked, isn't it? And then you, yeah. like, like, what I would say about your launch and what you would say about mine is never what we'd say about our own.
1: Well, yeah, no, Which because really we're so much more critical of our own stuff. Yeah. Because I mean, so, you
0: know in your head, like, the secret goal you had. Yeah, I guess so. That maybe people don't yeah. know. So they're just measuring it up against, you know, well, that was a good launch, you sold tickets, well done. Whereas yeah. I think sometimes we put these weird goals in our head of, oh, it's going to sell out in two days. Or well, it's this is it. I think else.
1: I think because you see the likes of maybe, say, Sarah Tasker, who has, you know, 200 plus a K following on Instagram, for example, mm. and she sells out her Instagram retreats within hours. Mm um so you instantly think that's what I want to do that's what I want to be aiming for but it you know it's a completely different I think what you've got to look at as well is people are in different stages of their business yeah so fearless hustle nine months
0: in is very very different to Sarah Tasker who's I think like four or five years
1: exactly and also the fearless hustle wasn't really it just began with like meetups that Mm. was it it wasn't really yeah that was just you know, a way for people to meet up and just chat and and get to know each other locally. Mm. Uh, And then it kind of grew from there. But it's, so it's, it is early days. And I think we've got to just give ourselves a little bit more. Totally. Yeah.
0: Just. I love the little tangent we've gone down. (laughs) The reality of launching something and why it's probably not. Yeah. And also
1: the thing that you've mentioned about comparing yourself. And I know it's such a topic that's been like talked about a lot, but it is so true that we do, go down that hole I think everybody does Mm. at some point you do compare um, to other people even if they're not in a completely different situation this is the point though isn't it I
0: compare to wedding photographers I'm like why are they booked out and I'm not I coach people they take photos like where is that coming from
1: yeah no absolutely well this is it this is it so So easy to do
0: I love that hopefully that's giving some people some like reality of like it's okay and the like I think sometimes it's figuring out what your intention was because for you if the Fearless Hustle Collective is about supporting people and giving them community, you've ticked both those boxes by launching it and having people book. Yeah, and I think, I think so. And I sometimes looking at that in that way as opposed to, you know, numbers or finances or...
1: Yeah, you know. absolutely. And I think th- that's the thing. It's, it's, it's the very beginning of the business side of this. Because mm. for a long time it was just like a, this free thing that I was doing that yeah. didn't really bring in any kind of income or anything. So again, it's kind of almost like starting a new business actually from scratch. So actually Mm. when you look at it that way um, and the retreat for you, it's a very new offering. Yeah, and so
0: And looking back, a slightly big launch for someone who's at this point in their business. I was like, that was an interesting one. No, but but it was great.
1: But I think if you look back at the very beginning of your business mm. you didn't have clients lining up right from the beginning Well, yeah. maybe you did i don't know but <laughs> <I> definitely <don't. laughs> not but it takes time to build up momentum right yeah, so you're so, true. so we've got to again just have that perspective of, actually, mm. this is totally fine. Because we're right at the beginning of that new kind of yeah. chapter of the business, I guess. Yeah,
0: I love that. So obviously 2018 was a big year for you. <laughs> you left a full-time job, went full-time in the business, yeah. launched the Fearless House Collective and kind of got all of that going, which yeah. is a big year for someone. Um, I guess to round us off, is there something that you're really focusing in on this year or what do you feel like next for
1: Anna? So I want to... I'm very busy with weddings this coming year and that is a lesson learnt, I guess. We're at the beginning of the year but I know already that I've got probably perhaps too many weddings booked in for Mm -hmm. the lifestyle I would want. Sure. So for next year I definitely want to focus on having a firm limit of of how many weddings I'm gonna take on. And then from the fearless hustle perspective, I really want to build that. So I've got to see how the membership goes and what works and what didn't, but mm. I think I'm still very kind of positive and I think it's a decent kind of yeah. offering, if that makes sense, but I just obviously we will see what it's kind of like as it's kind of working out, I guess. Mm. So I'm going to see how that goes and hopefully launch another one towards the end of the year, perhaps. Yeah. That's on, Possibly on, on the, on the you radar. Know. Yeah, absolutely. And then I want to do a coaching course. Um, and see where that goes very <laughs> exciting <laughs> so that's, that's been quite hard of to admit actually and be like yeah this is what I want to do um, mm. but it is yeah so I'd like to do a Cajun course and feel like I've got the skills to kind of back me up and be able to move fearless hustle into that space a little bit Love it. Um, so with the thought that perhaps I'll be able to run more kind of group programs or Mm. something like that but it's still very early days so at the moment i'm kind of just yeah not entirely sure
0: oh that's so exciting though so if anyone wants to kind of stay connected with that find out what's next for you where can people find you online
1: uh so on instagram i'm at anna underscore Dunlevy, and then i've also got the facebook group which is fearless social collective and you can request to join it's a kind of really nice relatively small still kind of hub for women mm. um in the creative industries um and i guess that's it and then the fearless hustle collective podcast which again <laughs> i forgot to mention you you forget it often so there's an
0: example i do it
1: seems like a it takes up quite a bit of my time so it's funny how i don't mm. really promote it as much as i probably should but here it is yeah. a whole other topic in itself yeah absolutely yeah
0: gosh so where can people find that podcast
1: yeah so it's fearless as a collective on itunes or just anywhere you find your podcasts um on android and stuff
0: amazing yeah thanks so much for joining me today it's thank really you fun. so much for having me <laughs> Well, thank you so much for tuning in to
1: today's episode.
0: I hope you enjoyed listening in on our conversation as much as I did having it. I'd really encourage you to now head to the show notes, which you'll find at alicebenham.co.uk forward slash Anna, so that you can get connected with everything Anna's about and also find out more about her membership community, the Fearless Members Club. Now, in the episode that you just listened in on, she was just about to start the first round of the membership and she's just about to open the doors for round number two. So you can head to the show notes to find that link find out all of the information and make sure that you join the waitlist so that you're first in line for when spaces do open Now I know that in the episode that you just listened in on, like I said, it was the start of the first round of the membership so Anna didn't quite know how it was going to go although of course we knew it was going to be fantastic but I just wanted to read out one of the testimonials from one of the women that was in that first membership round because it really just is a testament to not only how powerful community is but how brilliant what Anna's built is. It says, the group gave me support and inspiration in the hardest months of the year for me. I went from being overwhelmed and uninspired to redesigning and launching a new website with a full head of ideas and motivation in such a short space of time. I've learned to not be so hard on myself when side hustling alongside a full-time job, and I'm putting processes in place to make my life easier. Now, if that testimonial doesn't convince you that a community is powerful and b what Anna's built is a really impactful thing, I don't know what does so be sure to head to the show notes so that you can find out more about the fearless members club and save your space when doors do open you can also of course find anna on all the social platforms and also her podcast which is called the fearless hustle collective so make sure you get connected i can confirm her instagram feed is very curated and beautiful which you would expect from a photographer, but she's definitely a follow to make because she's got some amazing content out there. But that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm excited to be sharing a few more conversation and guest episodes over the next few weeks. This summer, the podcast is gonna be experiencing a little bit of a makeover. I'm switching it up. I'm changing things around, I'm trying something new, but until then I've got some really, really exciting guest episodes and conversations to share with you. So make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out. And hey, if you want to do your good deed for the day, leave a review on iTunes because I don't quite know what it does. People just say it helps people to find the podcast, but if nothing, it just makes me smile. So thank you so much for that, but have a fantastic week and I will speak to you soon.